Welcome. This is Stories from Los Angeles, hosted by Eric Ramos. And we are live. We are live. It's the first episode of Stories from Los Angeles. And I am your host, Eric Ramos. I am a creative living in Los Angeles. As you can tell, I like a very comfy space. Um, I actually live in a high-rise luxury condo in uh, downtown. So as you can see in the background, we had rain and right now it's like sunset. You can see the city, everything's clear. You can see Hollywood, the Hollywood sign, uh, like perfectly from right now with all the smog gone. So you wanna be in LA whenever it's the day after it rains. But uh, the year is 2023 and as the episode one starts, I kinda wanna go um, tell you a little bit about the show of what you can expect of kind of what's coming up ahead that I have planned for you. Um, I tend to speak a little fast. I have been told that, so I'll try to like hide my emotions, my excitement, but I'm very happy to be here. I'm very happy that you tuned in. Um, I think this is a, a lot of podcasts that I really want to encourage a lot of growth, a lot of positivity, um, especially for those who are looking to grow a career and maybe have ideas of like maybe moving to a big city and want to know what it's like. Uh, someone like me who didn't come from money, uh, somehow it's almost like a dream, a, a dream come true where I feel like it's only right that I kind of share this experience with people so that way they kind of have an idea of what kind of success is. Of course, I am not by all means a successful, the most successful person in LA. I guarantee you by the Hollywood uh, mansions on the foothills, but I am very happy to be here. I'm very happy to be able to share a little bit more about me. Again, my name is Eric Ramos, and I'm basically a marketing director at a luxury real estate company. But before I get into that, I kind of wanted to write a poem. You know, I'm a poem writing citizen in Los Angeles living in a high rise luxury condo in the year 2023. How I got here, lots of ups and downs, but also a ton of inspiration. It sounds cheesy, but I really want to start episode one on an authentic note about the creator side of me that often requires someone like me to write my emotions, ideas, plans to make things happen. Um, I appreciate your continuous attention in a world full of iPads and phone screens, but let me get down to it. What is media? Reality when captured in video. I live in a unique situation where I've achieved what I've wanted to accomplish in life, but still forever inspired to work in such a beautiful city like LA. Media nowadays is to entertain, to teach, even propaganda, but to connect people around the globe together, I feel like that's something that this show like mine can do. Seeing different perspectives, seeing different um, people with different stories, different backgrounds. This is essentially the core of, of this podcast that I really wanna like hyper-focus on. I'm literally just documenting like a real honest approach as a millennial living in America. It's in a sense, I'm kind of creating like this time capsule where I 
but a lot of the reality of a citizen, like what it's like, um, especially in a, such a global internet world. Um, I want to reach like the big, like the most obscure corners and let people know that there are good people in large cities like this. You know, um, it's not a perfect city, but it's it feels like home. It really does. And I've been in a professional uh, for like ten years, building other companies around Los Angeles and Southern California. Um, I realized that I have a passion for my career and have great stories to back up that experience. Um, I'm 31 and I realized the beauty of media when used in an inspiring way. Uh, the doers, the artists who push the boundaries of ideas. I have a great network with interesting stories too, which I'm so excited to bring on board and like have those stories be told because I want to show like love to all the citizens in this awesome city. So again, who am I? I'm Eric Ramos, a marketing director in LA for a luxury real estate company. I've said that already twice, three times already in just the last five minutes. But honestly, to me, it's one of those biggest blessings that I get to wake up every day and really not take for granted. Honestly, um, I think taking things for granted is something that can easily happen to anybody, especially after years of um, working on a craft in an industry. And to get to this position, I think it took um, a lot of a lot of like openness from my part to listen, to listen to good things and and good people that actually have a good interest in other people, because uh. In, in an industry like LA, a lot of people sometimes feel it's very cutthroat when you go to a large city, which it can be. Like I have a lot of experiences where I personally got screwed over and even in the recent years, like people try to discredit, people try to make you feel less as a person. And to me, ultimately it's like, once you know who you are, no matter how many times uh, people question you, people try to like test you, deep down in your core, you know who you are. And ultimately, me realizing that, okay, dude, look at this, you must be doing something right. And so after 10 years of building other companies throughout so Southern California, I kind of realized like, you know, you kind of been this guy hiding behind the, the scenes you're not really someone who, even in social media, that really put, puts himself out there. But I realized, like, there's people, I've been inspired throughout uh, my career uh, in a good environment. The people that really, like, hey, dude, you're amazing. You're amazing. Like, and that's ultimately the kind of uh, people, the kind of environment I hope that people find, no matter where they're at whether it's LA, whether it's Chicago, whether it's San Francisco, whether it's New York, Florida, Miami, like to me, sharing stories, is such a powerful thing that I think the more you, you share inspiring stories, the more the internet can seem like a better place to kind of be on. Because I feel like nowadays, a lot of people <laughs> like have a hard time 
listening or consuming content that is not making them feel, think uh, better, better for themselves, better for others. I, I have worked myself uh, in fashion and manufacturing and real estate. I worked in e-commerce companies, specific, also a PR company, which ultimately um, really kind of changed my perspective in life because these opportunities um, were not handed to me. A lot of these opportunities were even unpaid in the very beginning, but it was something that I ultimately felt so, I felt so passionate about that I just wanted to learn. Like, as long as you like, let me help you, like, let me help you. That was ultimately my mindset from the very beginning. I just wanted to help people and like work, make that my work. And ultimately after, um, looking back now, the fact that I, I'm a marketing director, I have been for the last probably two, three years. No, actually no, four, four or five years, four or five years as a director where I manage the department. Uh, a lot of the responsibilities day to day fall on me and there's no one like really other than of course the owners of the company that um, kind of depend on you. And to me, everybody, I feel like everybody, it's very easy to give yourself a title, but I think it's one of those things that ultimately a real marketing director or any director in a, in a management position will, will want to teach, will want to teach, will want to mentor their team because that creates success. That ultimately does create success. Even if people get up and leave, to me, it's one of those things like, it's all right, like, you know, like if you're a better person, if you leave to become a better person and you find bigger opportunities, go ahead and take it. Like I will never be someone who will look at someone and be like, oh, well, you left my little circle of friendships here and now we can't talk or now we can't hang out because that's happened to me. Um, ultimately, it's one of those things where there is a marketing director that I really learned a lot from and I don't want to bring up his name, but ultimately I think once um, a lot of things happened in our industry where companies had to pick sides, I was caught up in a very interesting position and ultimately I ended up with not the original group that I was taught by. Um, I wouldn't even say taught, but you know, like mentored. They did have a, they, they, they played a big role in like three, four years of my uh, history here in LA. I am originally born and raised in Los Angeles County. I was born in Norwalk, California. Uh, it's a very, almost I would say suburb, but some areas can be a little rough around the edges. Um, but ultimately it was a good upbringing. It was a good upbringing because I felt like being in public school, I kind of had to, you know, really focus on the things that made me happy. I recently also published a book. I published and illustrated a book that I ultimately kind of, when I look back at it now, uh, it's an LA book about a specific food that I grew up with, a torta. And ultimately in that, in that 
in those illustrations, I do show a lot of um, LA uh, scenery. Um, so to me, LA has always been something that I've always felt like home. It's something that I want to make others feel like home. There is this very popular um, kind of call it internet uh, fight where a lot of locals don't like out of town people, don't like people who come here. And then of course they say they jack up the price and rent. Um, to me, it's one of those things where, yes, that happens when there's thousands of people in one specific area, millions of people. And to me, I feel very thankful to partake in, in all aspects of a city where I don't, or I can hang out in luxury, uh, like area codes, luxurious area codes. But at the same time, I can also hang out in hole in the wall, mom and pop areas. Of course, those are different things. Um, not trying to like speak bad on anything, but there are obviously some areas are more rougher than others. In LA, if you drive just down our street, you will just see a, a, a big difference of how the city changes the more you go west, um, starting from the east LA all the way straight to the ocean. You'll see like, it's, it's I find it's a charm, but to me, it's like there's different cultures and just within an X amount of like 15, 20 miles in LA. And working in, in, in the different variety of industries as a graphic designer, because I graduated with uh, graphic design. I went to uh, FITM in downtown, which living in downtown right out of high school, to me, it was one of those things that I came because I needed to, because I was commuting from, from, if you know where the Inland Empire is, from Riverside, Ontario, I was taking a train every morning to go to school. Um, and then I realized, I can't do this. This is very difficult. And ultimately, um, I ended up moving in downtown. But living in Southern California, it is one of those things that I feel very blessed to have been born in because I think the history, if you look back at the history before recent times, um, you'll realize that there was a lot of, um, a lot of the names on the east, on the west coast are, are in Spanish. Uh, San Francisco, Los Angeles, San Diego, um, and the list just keeps going on. Obviously, those were a lot of like, like you know, like Catholic settlers who came in and, of course, uh, gave a lot of names to this, these cities and these counties. And so, to me, looking even further back, I've always felt like home because it's like the Native Americans that were here previously, they looked like me. So I never felt out of, like, out of, like, out of place, even if, like, my family is traditionally more Mexican. To me, it's something that I've even told my family. I feel very American. And it sometimes can be a little hot button topic because it's like, well, you're not American. I'm like, well, I've been to Mexico and they don't treat me like a Mexican. They don't treat me like their own. And so I've, I feel like I've been very fortunate 
to have a circle, a network of people here um, that ultimately um, we're all driven to do one great thing, which is to run our business, to really be, be um, goal oriented every morning and go out there and create something huge. Um, a little bit about the company that I'm in right now, it's mind blowing to me because it is an elite Hollywood royalty like family as a creative director. Um, it blows my mind how I ended up in this position because I've, I always knew I was going to do art, but I didn't realize how much of an impact art can create, especially with words, especially with sounds. And so I was always a visual person as a kid. Uh, I was the, the weird kid that once he got to advanced classes in high school, I started kind of checking out a little bit and started drawing in the back because it just didn't interest me. I'm like, I do not want to know what is the diameter of a triangle. I just, I will, I will, that did not ring well in my head. And so luckily, luckily for me, I had a teacher who, um, her name was Mrs. Tarang. She was a very nice all American lady, um, white lady who, um, would look at me and she said, in, her, in, our art, in my art class, she said, you should pursue art, a career in art. And I, I was just like, what do you mean? Like, she said, you're really good at this. Like you, the whole, the whole class is being loud and you're just in your own little world, hyper-focused on the projects that I give out. And so I see that in you. You, you have this passion for creative work. Have you ever thought about that? And ultimately, me, I was someone who, like, sure, um, I was told by my parents to go to college. They didn't graduate from college themselves, but they pushed us to, like, hey, pursue college, pursue college. They didn't know how, but I kind of started just realizing, okay, well, this teacher, I like what I'm doing in her class. Um, and so I jumped right in. I, it was something that I didn't even question. I was like, okay, yeah, this is cool. I like this. <laughs> and so ultimately, I ended up um, working as, as a graphic designer for the first, I would probably say, six years, seven years, six years, that as a graphic designer working with not only working as a freelance, but also working as a full-time employee. Uh, one of my internships in college really turned out to be my first job. And it was awesome because I got, I was like the only brown person of color in a team full of like um, Asians and like white people. And I thought it was one of those things that, I, I was so happy to be there because they needed help. And they said, come on board jump in, jump in, and we have some assets that we need to be created. And it was for a lot of website, um, like mobile development. That's where I kind of started learning the ropes, again, as an unpaid intern. And then they, I started getting busy and I needed to hyper-focus on paying my rent. So I told them like, hey, I have like, I need a job, so I'm sorry, I'm sorry I can't come in anymore. But they gave me a part-time job, which to me was like, 
it, it blew my mind because they saw value in what I was doing. They saw my attitude. It was very, has always been very lighthearted. It's always been like, um, I don't know, very comforting in a team environment because anybody who works in a, in a, who, in a very team environment, you'll realize that ego can easily get in the way and easily ruin companies, no matter how big, if the team is not unified, you will be outperformed by a more unified team out there. And so luckily for me, I have to credit my family for that. I think they brought me up in a very team environment that sometimes I look back and I was like, well, I was more like a director because I was kind of helping my parents raise my little sisters. I have four sisters, no siblings. And I think that's a very unique um, experience because I don't know what it's like to have a brother. I don't know what it's like to have, um, you know, we call it the, the very normal upbringing. I did have a lot of friends, obviously, but I never really like thought too much like the, the, the guys out there because ultimately the girls at home were my friends. They were the ones who I, I grew up with and I realized like, you know, whenever we worked together as a team, we just had a lot of, a lot of good times and ultimately bringing that into the, into the work environment, having that supportive, positive environment. I think that's why to me, I've been easily been able to like connect with people and not just connect with people, but actually provide solutions because that's the big difference. You can network, you can have the most positive, um, mindset but if you don't have a skill to back up everything you're saying you're gonna have a tough time and ultimately to me i feel like i've been put through the ringer to be here but i'm happy to have been put through those situations because i have a lot of things to share that i think will bring a lot of value um as, as i'm sure a lot of people here in la every time i look out the window i'm like wow look at the city it's so big there's like little lights everywhere. It makes it seem like it's the stars. To me, it's like um, the way La La Land really romanticized LA. That's kind of how I've always seen the city. Like I've romanticized the place that I live in, the skyscrapers. I would always look up and I was like, wow, look at all the twinkling lights since I was young. And now that I actually live in one of those twinkling like skyscrapers, I'm very like, dumbfounded by this whole experience but in a good positive way where i'm like i want to share that with people i want to make sure that uh, that people understand like call it a reality show but in a more realistic show because i think reality tv even in our industry uh in luxury real estate a lot of these uh, reality tv shows are a lot of drama, which it's good for entertainment, but it's not good for business. I think once you work in an actual environment, you realize like, wait, it's not like that. It's it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of team uh, building. It's a lot of like stress, of course, because work is work at the end of the day, but there's a lot of like beautiful lessons along the way that I think are not really showcased in reality TV show. And so, unless you, of course you're watching like The Bachelor, 
because of course that has a lot of a lot of things to learn but anyways off topic um yes in the end i'm a true artist that adores other artists i'm a lover of people who love things i identify as an artist um my graphic designer really i would have to say is paul rand uh followed by saul bass to me why um it was i grew up i don't know why but i think i don't want to even want to mention this word but i part of me does feel a little bit autistic and i don't want to start with that because that is not my my personality um but there are little certain things that i realize like okay i'm weird because i can hyper focus on all these little details and i get so not obsessed but i get a rush of like putting things together trying things very differently and just sitting back and like looking at it and like wow look what you've created and so to me the fact that other designers existed such as like Paul Paul Rand to me I would see his work and I would just honestly like be surprised that other the other humans are capable of creating that this came out of someone's mind this came out of some like inspiration um for those of you who don't know who Paul Rand is he is an iconic logo designer um very corporate and he created a lot of like um modern day logos that are very similar to what they are now a lot of them like the ABC logo the IBM logos are still being used like very similar like to to what they were created in the like in the past um the UPS logo that's another one but ultimately to me it is one of those things that i look at things he was born in 1914 1996 is when he died he passed away but that's that's an artist that really impacted my life because um learning about people even though he was obviously not latino to me is just an artist he was a master at his craft i love people who are masters at things it's something that i think i've i may not be as iconic like him but it does bring me a lot of inspiration like when i wake up um that you're having influence in the world in the corporate world to me it's like it it is very humbling and at the same time it is something that i think a lot of people don't talk about um in a very organic way to me i recently as a creative director i was able to work with rob janoff who is the creator of the apple logo uh he is the designer of the famous iconic um you know and for those of you who are just listening i'm actually holding up an ipad with the ipad logo the fact that this is the guy that i was on a zoom call talking about design talking about um branding about ideas that um we're putting together for the company that i work for 
it blew my mind so much because I realized like, wow, dude, you are working with these iconic designers now. Like you are everything you dreamed of as a little kid. And again, I'm not trying to be cocky, but it is one thing that really inspires me. Like uh, it almost makes me feel like it's unreal that I'm that this is happening. But at the same time, I'm very aware that it's happening. And part of me even feels sometimes a little scared that it might slip away. Things could change. And ultimately that that is an everyday thing that can happen to anybody. And so as a marketing director, it's very important for me to be able to communicate ideas um, in a visual, in an elegant way, because I think I really like clean aesthetics. I really enjoy um, organized chaos, call it, because if anywhere you go, if you really want to find success, go to the place that needs the most help because they will give you that, that uh, call it, that opportunity. If you're, if you're a designer and only want to work in a comfy place, in a comfy place with a comfy like uh, company, um, chances are they probably have a good team already. So it's going to be, a, you know, a matter of time before you make your way in there. I'm not saying it's impossible, but by building your own, taking the, like the, the hard route, like I did, it, it really transformed me into the designer who I am today. Earlier today, I woke up, I went to the gym and, um, I got straight to work. I created a variation of logos. Um, for a service that we're creating for our company and I also created some video content um, for a show that I'm producing not a show but I call it it is in, in a sense kind of a show but again this has been for my employer my employers to me I have been eternally thankful even if we ended up in the wrong call, call it like in, in opposing views ultimately I was so happy that they provided me an opportunity to work my craft. And this is something that as an American, I feel very happy to be in this country, despite all the politics that have recently been going on. I feel like media really, really tries to like get that, um, a quick way to get uh, attention on, on media. It's like trigger, 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 hit that little dopamine of like anger, anger, anger. I feel like that's a very quick way of, of monetizing um, attention. And so to me, re realizing that I am not like that, but I do have experience working in LA, which is one of the most iconic places for, um, content creators in all aspects of the industry. Um, not just Hollywood, but, um, there's a lot of businesses that are here that I feel like there's a lot of talent here at the same time. So to me, all that talent is really the thing that I want to bring out and let you guys listen to a variety of people who have their businesses, even if it's completely different than mine, um, a different route of different people of different cultures, um, their experience, my experience, uh, living here in LA, in the most recent years, it's been, um, the media kind of port portrays us as this uh, Gotham City that's falling apart, but 
and then of course in a sense yes there are things but this isn't a this isn't a politics podcast this isn't something where i have always done like i i'm how do i say this my passion really lies in art and ultimately that's where my life has hyper focused on and it's found a lot of success no matter what time of um what age and time you were born I feel like back then when I look at history, I'm like, yeah, back then it was so much more difficult for people like me who just look like me to even get ahead in life. And so I feel very fortunate to be in this position at this age in time. Um, I have a favorite architect as well because to me, art, it doesn't have to be exactly like mine. I've always been someone who, whose even design is different than mine. I I can be very happy for people. I love to show like, like true like support for people who are passionate about things. So, one of the artists that I really love, or he's not an artist but he's an architect, is Frank Lloyd Wright. And living in L.A., having some Frank Lloyd Wright residences here in L.A., it kind of shows. To me, like, if I'm not mistaken, he was not from um, L.A., but the fact that he came here to work on his craft, um, it just comes to show you how much, like, this city, the history of art and culture, like, has. And I'm very happy about that. I'm very happy about that because I look at all the artists that have, like, created their own styles and just really made them iconic, it makes me kind of want to work on my own projects. As thankful as I am for working for these large corporations in my lifetime, I'm happy to now create the first episode about me, my passion. My passions really are the things that thrive me, that give me that energy to want to speak up or even wake up (laughs) it keeps me up it really does keep me up at night at times when i have an idea and so um i hope you guys feel the the honesty from my voice and from my energy that i really want to put out um i think working as a as a marketing director um I've realized that sometimes in our in my own culture, uh, my parents' culture, sometimes they tell us, "Hey, don't be a show off. Hey, why are you why are you doing more than than you should? Why can't you just get married, have kids, and 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 like just follow fall in line with the rest of us?" And those things can be hurtful if you're not aware of the options you have because there are options and this is the beautiful thing about america again i love this this city i love the soil i love i love the people in it and so knowing that if prioritizing your passions ultimately does lead you to a happier life um another person that i think 
I know, like really loved their life, I would have to say probably was like, um, as another favorite artist would be Dolly and Diego Rivera. Comes close after those are my favorite artists. Uh, Dolly, the surrealism of of seeing reality but painting it in a very warped perception to me it's something that i've always been uh very very uh inspired by because um taking the alternative route taking the alternative viewpoint um can be lonely at times but in the end it is a very rewarding place to go um it's a very rewarding journey and with that being said i think it's working in in right now in luxury real estate but then working for other industries i always realized that having that open mind really helped me navigate um help me pinpoint and understand what it is that I like and what it is that I don't like. Because growing up, I, I, was, I used to listen to a lot of like punk rock. I used to listen to a lot of like, um, I was kind of like a skater. And then um, funny enough, I was swayed by friends to change my aesthetic to be like them because that was the thing that was cool. And so I did switch up my, my style, but the way I dressed, but ultimately I went back now to my true self after years of realizing like, hey, I am not a loud person. I'm a very passionate person who sometimes keeps that passion to, to himself. I am not the loudest person when I step outside, when in a, in a like group, uh, in a friends, even within amongst friends, I am not the loudest one. I will talk, start chatting up with the person that's next to me and just have a genuine conversation while the rest of everybody is like, you know, partying, creating chaos. And it works for people. Like to me, it's like I was, I don't want to say like a goth kid, but <laughs> I do tend to uh, befriend a lot of like goth kids just because like they also have unique interests. And, and funny enough, um, I feel like a lot of designers in LA, the ones who are very passionate about their craft, you realize like quiet people. And I think it's because you can't be like a loud person if what you're working on doesn't take off if that makes any sense because we kind of we're we're very unique people in the creative industry because we can't just talk about it we have to show it there's such thing as portfolios that you kind of have to be very especially in art separating the ability to separate art and business it is one of those things that as an artist sometimes can be very detrimental because it's like you get married to a design, but what makes sense to everybody in the group might be a complete different option. And so sometimes it's like, okay, well, let me do this 
let me do this for the company. As long as they're happy, it pays the bill. Not what my first choice, but obviously it's my work. So it's like, okay, in the end, being able to let go of that ego and like, all right, let's do it this way. Even sometimes if I create things and let's just say the team ends up deciding like, we don't like this. Of course, there's a difference. The great thing is like if you're in an environment where they'll where they just break and attack you as a person, you don't want to be in that environment. You want to be in an environment that gives you constructive criticism and communicates what it is exactly their vision that they're that they want. Because I think as designers, sometimes we can be a little sensitive to feedback. Um, but knowing how to receive feedback and where it's coming from, if someone's con trying to give you constructive air quotes criticism, but they themselves are not even able capable of doing what you're doing, then of course that might be the person you don't want to listen to. But if there's someone above you who has consistently, consistently, that's the key word, consistency, um, proven themselves is able to create the work themselves then that's kind of the person you kind of want to befriend that's the kind of person you want to listen to take their advice um, i don't take advice from people who have never done anything um, and ultimately I, I want to bring people who have that same mentality that same mentality here in la it's something that I feel very passionate about. I am capable of creating content for other people, but this is the first time I'm doing it for myself. If I sound a little nervous, it's probably because I am. And if I don't sound nervous, then you know, it's probably just me being me. <laughs> um, there is no other way for me to kind of uh, pinpoint the emotions that I feel right now, but it is excitement. It's excitement for this new journey of mine that I've been wanting to share with you all um a marketing director back to being a marketing director to me everyday work is is ultimately chasing a lot of people like for decisions decision making is very important the ability to take to make decisions not based out of ego and and uh but for the good of the company that benefits us all. Because ultimately, I don't even feel like an employee anymore. I actually feel like I get to wake up every day and hang out with people who are just as passionate about what we're creating. And luckily for me, I found that team that um, we're, we're actually right now in the midst of launching this new company. I left a very, very like call it um, comfortable job for this new venture. The reason why I did that was because the company that, that I, I was working at, I felt very limited as a person, as a designer. And ultimately the people there just didn't want to apply new techniques. They were very comfortable with the way they were working and ultimately to me it's like, okay, if I saw like the company performing at the way it should have been, like I would have stayed there, but I realized that we were bleeding out a lot of like our clients, a lot of our even like, uh, <laughs> call it uh, finances were slipping away. 
it was very obvious to see show up to an office that was empty. I don't want to say who it was, but I realized there was no growth there for me. Mentally, I was like being very stressed out with um, the environment. Uh, there was no sense of teamwork. And so the moment this opportunity came up, um, I realized that I outgrew the place. When you outgrow a place is where is to me is a, such a powerful feeling because you're trying to help. You're trying to engage in conversation the way I am right now. And if you're not able to have someone meet you halfway in a conversation and ultimately to a solution, then ultimately you know that the immaturity of no matter how old someone is, even if they're older than you, you should know that the universe is basically telling you, hey, this isn't the place for you. And ultimately, this new company has really inspired me so much that I was like, I kind of want to document this experience as a marketing director for a company that I know sells, um, you know, large mansions here in LA. I've been able to have access to some of these properties, uh, multi-million dollar estates in LA. And it's mind blowing because it's like, again, I didn't come from money. So to me, being in these situations, do I feel out of place? I, initially kind of yes, but now the fact that I'm in, in a management position, I realize like, no dude, this is where you belong. This is where your skills have shined. This is where you continuously prove to yourself more than anybody, more importantly yourself that your work has impact, your, your experience helps you be consistent and I am so excited to launch this project while simultaneously launching a real multi-million dollar company with my new employers. It's going to be exciting, it's going to be thrilling, it's going to be scary at times, but Part of me loves that, ex that, that, that feeling of like, yes, that excitement, those butterflies in your, in, in your stomach. Um, when people doubt me, like people doubt you, like it's having the ability to prove people wrong, but in a, not even in a toxic way. It's more of like, look at what I've created. You doubted that I could create this. You doubted that I was capable of, you know, do website, do social media, do uh, print materials, marketing materials, um, do everything from the ground up to start a company. I think that will be the most gratifying feeling once we go live. In, and we're going to be working out of Beverly Hills. I obviously do want to document a little bit more about this, but I don't want to put everything. I also want to keep that professional side of me that I've worked so hard for. I want to bring other people who are just as passionate as I am about their city, 
about their inspiration, about the things they love. And I think I have some pretty awesome guests coming up ahead. Um, again, my name is Eric Ramos. I think this is the best way to start my first episode. I hope that you stick around and listen to the next upcoming podcast shows because this is just the one side of me. There is a side of me who is a author and illustrator. So I will talk about that journey on a different side. Until then, I'm Eric Ramos and this is Stories from Los Angeles. Thanks for watching. Follow and subscribe for more. Keep in touch with me on stories.fromla on Instagram and YouTube. Thank you.